Guten Tag. Guys, we're going to do this whole episode in German. Today. Oh, good morning. Guten afternoon. I mean, you, you've lived the closest to Germany, Cal. Could uh-huh. you... Do you nope. know any German? No, nothing? None. I did French. Is that what they spoke in, uh, in the Berg? So, yeah, so Luxembourg is basically split three ways because it's pretty evenly divided <sighs> between... Wish uh, I could be like that. Belgium, <laughs> uh, France, and Germany. Um, so I mostly lived on the on the uh, the French side. So I tried to study France, uh, uh, France, and French. Is there a, is there a, like a middle part where it's like nobody can really understand each other because everyone's speaking different languages? <laughs> that's uh, that's the city, Luxembourg City, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they mostly just speak English. Really, that tracks. So, yeah, yeah, that tracks. Uh, well, guys, welcome to the Global Pals podcast. Uh, wait, hold on. Sorry, my producers tell me it's the Comics Pals, actually. Oh, uh, interesting. We didn't announce the, the name change yet. Uh, yep, yep. We didn't get our uh, other mm. uh, co-hosts that are now from uh, Guyana and Latveria. That's not a real place. I tried to name two random countries and one of them was fictional. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse than fictional. Completely word salad made up. <laughs> uh, no, isn't that, isn't that Dr. Doom's? Yeah, Latveria is. Isn't that's that what, what I said? said? Where's Guyana? Oh, that's a real I, country. That's a real country. <laughs> Are you not yeah. thinking of Ghana? No, no there's two different South ones. Guyana is, a, is a oh, South America. Yeah. I only know about Ghana, West Africa, as my yeah. family calls it. Mm-hmm. The Republic um, of Guyana. Yes. I had a lot of Guyanese. Okay. I had a couple uh, Guyanese friends growing up. Yeah. Uh, oh, Trap Sword in the chat. What's up, Trap Sword? Hello. How you what doing? Up? Good, good evening. Um, yeah, so um, you might have noticed something a little different uh, this this week on Pals Pulls. Um, and that's... A little light? Uh, oh, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like a com- hmm. complexion? Oh, okay. All right. Wow, Tyler. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I warned Kale before this that um, I um, made a new cocktail for myself um, because uh, I will be adding uh, cocktail recipes to the Comics Pals Patreon page for my monthly newsletter. Uh, So you can see what I made um, this coming week. Um, But I made it and I didn't eat anything today. So um, let's see how that goes. Blasted. I'm not, I'm not. But to be fair, this drink is half beer, half rum. Ooh, it's a beer okay. cocktail. Yeah, it's, it's, Marco, I think you might like this. I think you might I, like I, this. I like the combination already. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, called a Brooklyn tie. It's a mix between a Mai Tai and a Brooklyn lager. Um, okay. But yeah, it speaking sound, of... It sounds almost like a, um, uh, 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 something a mob would do to you. I'm going to take you down to the river and give you a Brooklyn tie. It's like when they slit your throat open, um, but instead of pulling your tongue out from between it, uh, they take your top knot and they just uh, shove it through your neck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Only do it to people with man buns from, from Brooklyn. That's a stereotype, right? Guys, um, feel free to check us out on Patreon if you want to support the show. Um, our Patreon has weird shit like that. You can check out Marco's mud hole, muck hole there. Uh, Sean Soapbox. Um, Kel, what was it that you decided to call yours again? It was So I'll probably name it something different next month, but this okay. month it was Kale's favorite co- coffee cup. That's right. 
and um, I talked almost exclusively about Colombo for my mm, first newsletter. Okay. So things are going great. I saw on what? Twitter somebody uh, pitched a Colombo uh, reboot starring Natasha Leone, and I was like, um, "Excuse me, yes." Allegedly, that's what this new uh, Ryan Johnson project with her is going to be. And oh, I'm thrilled! Oh, wait, 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 wait! Ryan Johnson and Natasha Leone doing something? Yeah, yeah. He said he wrote whatever his new thing is that's coming out on Peacock specifically for her. Oh, dude! Yeah, so I'm all over okay. it. I, it's the first thing that's made me go, "Shit, I gotta get a streaming service." <laughs> that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Okay, Columbo from 1968. Yeah, homie. It is my favorite show. Okay. Shit. I've never seen it, but I I know its credentials, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think as a film person, I think you would really enjoy it. Actually, I might have seen an episode in my TV studies class in college. Uh, that's how I watched Sex and the City for the first time. I had to watch that in school. Hmm. Guys, if you're wondering why we're called the Comics Pals and we haven't talked about comics yet, because uh, this week has been a... It's a week of comics this week. It's been a week. <laughs> this books. felt like a, a fifth week of books for me. Boy, um, did it. Even though it's the first week. So. Oh, so it is. funny how, how that turned out. Um, I think it's because it was the week right before uh, Free Comic Book Day where I think like the mm-hmm. quote unquote mm-hmm. big bombs that are coming out don't come out until Saturday. So. Mm, yeah. Or if you're bleeding cool uh, a week ago. Um, so. It'd be interesting to see what comes out on Saturday. Let's say I'm looking forward to Saturday to read some books. But we did read four books today, and I read digital, so I can't show you my my variants or anything like Sean does. Sorry. Um, oh, but, yeah. Uh, sad. sad that we don't get variants either. Like I would like a variant. Just give me a variant. I'd pay for that. Would you pay? Would you pay extra for a digital variant? Oh no, absolutely not. But, you know, <laughs> give me the option of getting the variant. I mean, Mister NFT over here. I wouldn't put it past you. Come on, if they were like, hey, this uh, Swamp Thing is a digital variant that's almost like a video, and you're telling me you wouldn't think about it. Oh, I would absolutely think about it. I would probably, like, stop myself mid-click, but... No, you'd do it. I'd probably do it. I'd Especially go, I'd go if it was a Swamp Thing, are you kidding me? Ooh, yeah. You wouldn't moved? even hesitate. Mm-mm. Full click, right there. And it had the In parallax the- effect that they have, like, those, like, iPhones where, like, you can, like, move the phone and, like, it the image moves a bit oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, it changes with oh, it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good... Weren't those, weren't those holograms or something uh, back in the day? The holographics or whatever it was? Yeah. 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 You'd do it. We know you would. You could say no. Yeah, we know you'd do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this week we're tackling uh, four four books. So we, we uh, picked up Flashpoint Beyond, number one. Mm. Uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan, number one. Obi-Wan. Obi Wan, um, Giant Size X Men, Thunderbird number one, and Twig number one from uh, Image Comics. Um, a week exclusively with number ones, which I didn't Good mean stuff. to do. Okay. Oh, interesting. But it uh, yeah, it just turns out that way. Technically, Flashpoint is, Te- is sort of a number two. It's a number I tell you, one. It, it felt a lot more like a number one than the, than the zero one. issue did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, let's just jump right into it. Let's start off with Flashpoint Beyond number one. So the team on this is Jeff Johns and Jeremy Adams writing um, with uh, oh Tim Sheridan helping with uh, writing as well. Uh, Zermonico on art and 
uh, Romulo Fajardo Jr. on color. So I believe this is one of them situations where Jeff Johns is not actually writing the whole thing. He's probably plotting it with Adams and Sheridan actually working on the script. Yeah. Yeah. That's an assumption. I don't know exactly. Um, How'd you guys feel this one? This was better. This yeah. Oh, okay. This was smoother than the zero issue. I didn't feel like I needed to, you know, pull out my my textbook and reference stuff and you know all that jam. This was a straightforward Thomas Wayne story. Him investigating, and I appreciated that. I don't think a lot happens, which is probably my only critique. Like we don't really learn much. We just eliminate Aquaman as a, a suspect here. Um, but that didn't feel like too much plot progression. Uh, and for a first issue, and considering we had a zero issue, I would have hoped for a bit more, like we kind of just like are jumping into this. But mm. I did appreciate that I wasn't just lost out of the gate. And I could follow along, I sort of understand where they're where they're heading, which um, I think works for the the pacing of the story. But I would have wanted a little bit more, just like a little more 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 meat and things that happen. Interesting. Um, I I actually enjoyed this quite a bit, um, a lot more than the Zero issue, and I think it's because Jeff Johns wasn't the only writer, <laughs> whatever his duties were. Um, I looked back on that Zero issue, and it it only lists him as the writer. Hmm. So, yeah, I believe it was just him on the Zero issue. Yeah, maybe maybe my man don't got it no more. Uh oh, Kelly, did you see the rumors about his next project in DC? No, it's 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 a JSA comic. Not one that I'm gonna pick up. <laughs> Wait, why not? It's Jeff a, Johns is on it, but it's gonna include if it includes Wildcat. We have to read it for the we meme alone. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, obligatory so. at that point. Oh well, no skin off my back. Um, yeah, no, this was good. Um, okay. I think the intrigue was there. Um, I didn't particularly dislike thomas wayne but i found it i found his character different enough from the normal bruce stuff mm-hmm. that you know there was a, a a good vibe i really like the uh the interactions with uh oswald yeah how he has become the the new alfred i don't know but i actually i really enjoy it isn't there a thing where like the Pennyworths and the Cobblepots like switched in history or something? Like uh, one had some sort of inheritance and the other one stole it from the other or something like that? Because those, those families Flashpoint are lore? intertwined, right? It could be Flashpoint uh, d- lore, yeah. Dude, Gotham families are all intertwined. They're all fish in the same pond. Like I can't. Yeah. There's like five families in Gotham that's like everything is involved with them. The Canes, yeah. the Cobblepots, the Pennyworths the and the Waynes. Are, they, is the Penny, are the Pennyworths one of those families? Well, I feel like there's like five Pennyworths we know of. Like his daughter is a frequent, you know, flyer in the, the, the Gotham mythos. Um, but for me, I, I enjoyed it too. I actually did like it. Um, I kind of liked living in that Flashpoint universe again. Um, because even in Flashpoint, it felt like Barry was really the driving force of that. I mean, obviously for what the story yeah. was, but we, there was a lot going on in Flashpoint and we never really got to live with much of it. 
mm-hmm. because it was beat after beat. It was, oh, destruction of the world with the Atlanteans. Oh, uh, Wonder Woman versus Aquaman this whole time. Oh, here's a scrawny Superman. It was just really getting little screenshots of big moments um, where I feel like we're actually here. We're actually living in this universe yeah. now, which I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm liking. Um, because it lets us see, you know, the the odd characters like a cobble pot. You know, mm-hmm. this this kind of reminds me of the the tie-in issues that we would have had for for Flashpoint. Um, I think there was a Flashpoint Batman that had its own tie-in. I think like two or three mini mini issue series or whatever. Um, it's where you find out the Joker of that world is Martha Wayne. Martha, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I kind of like living that. I, I I think the kid with the gun is creepy as hell. <laughs> Um, you know what? Fun though. I mean, how different is that from Dick Grayson and you know sure, his whole yeah. thing? It's fun. That, that's the spin on it here. Like this is yeah. the 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 Robin in Thomas Wayne's world is mm-hmm. a tragedy he caused. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not a tragedy that you know his enemies caused. Like he essentially caused his father to die. Um, so it's a nice little spin. Um, I, I like how this book doesn't really feel like it's taking itself too seriously either, which I enjoy. Because I think with a serious world like this, yeah, it could have that aura where it's just like, all right, I get it. This place sucks. Relax. It's a little goofy. Like Cobblepot, kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. Those Atlantean grunts. One of them was named Topo, which I think canonically is Aquaman Seahorse in our, our universe. Hmm. I believe I've, that's. I I heard that name before, but or his octopus. I, it's one of the two. Topo isn't he a guard? He's a guard in yeah, this. He, yeah, in this. Yeah. yeah, but isn't he a guard regularly? I don't know. I can, I can do a quick familiar beyond. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like I like the goofiness of that. Um, and I like how this. Uh, yeah, Topo is the octopus. His oh, it's the big thing. It's actually the little thing. The big thing was a more recent uh, change, but like originally oh, in the really? comics, it was like the it was like the Little Mermaid octopus to play the drums. Oh yeah, you know? his goofy thing. He played instruments and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, but I thought it was good. I think that I really like the Zermonica art a lot. Honestly, it was yeah. just clean. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the colors were really good on this too. Mm-hmm. Um, it really added to that lighter touch. Uh, I would say. If I had like one gripe with this, is kind of that those last couple of pages where we get to our world, and nothing really happens. <laughs> it's like no, not much mm. changes happen between zero and one on that side. Like Batman's literally in the same spot with his little bugle boy next to him, whose name I still don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I just know he's one of the Time Lords, or is that a doc- that's a Doctor Who thing? Time, what's the DC thing? I is it Time Lord? A time Lord? Time Elf. Yes. Time, time, time battling boy. Time wizard, I think, is a Yu-Gi-Oh card, Marco. Um, oh, yeah, probably, I think it is. Yeah. Hey, you know what? So little guy controls time. Same thing. It, yeah, that's the same thing. Yep. Uh, it, it that frustrated me that last page because I'm like, wait a minute, isn't this where we ended literally in the last issue? And now yep. I'm seeing this again. What's what, what? I get it. He's a some somehow important. I don't know the importance. So why should I care? And why should I see it? twice in back-to-back issues i guess my i guess my argument there and and is the point i was going to bring up is you know i guess the expectation maybe is that more people would pick up the number one than the zero issue 
fair. So like do it in both. You do some semblance of it, yeah. I guess you gotta kind of have to reiterate it. Yeah. Because they might not have read the zero issue. I mean, and also like if if nobody knows, how do you know there's a zero issue? Yeah. Like even if you look in the corner, like corner box, it's one of six. Yeah. It's not. There's no preamble. But like, how do you? Yeah, yeah. There's. I don't think I don't remember there being anything where it's like, you know, in the previous issue. Yeah. Uh, This is why the zero issue is stupid. Unless they incorporate it well. If you incorporate it well, then you make it a functional tool, and that's a good thing. Well, I think I think literally every other part of this book functions off the zero issue really well, Mm -hmm. except for the last part. Yeah. It's a repeat, and everything else builds at least a little bit off of that. Sorry, my, mm. my beer was overfilling up. We're good. We're we're safe, guys. We're safe. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 gonna read the rest of the series. I I, I like living in this world, even though it's really fucked up. I want to see like the other iterations of characters. Like, I don't remember actually ever getting much of um, Flashpoint Superman. He makes one big appearance in Flashpoint, yeah. but. Um, I think that is a well I'm okay with them going back to because uh, mm-hmm. I think there's potential there. Um, I I like all the name dropping in this, Kel. Did you catch a lot of those names from like the news footage? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. It's like, oh, these are actual human names of uh-huh. big characters. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think I'm pretty, pretty excited. For, I don't want to say excited. I am, I am at least looking forward to the rest of this. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed it more than I thought. This this was I think good. Um, it nothing stands out necessarily. Um, I don't know if it wasn't for the for the show, I probably wouldn't keep reading this just because I'm not someone who's gonna jump into crisis stuff, and it it doesn't doesn't whet my whistle as much mm. as it might for other people. This is you know, uh, this is multiversal things that. I don't have a connection with and don't have history with and there's too much reading to be done to contextualize myself in it that I'm just like I'm I'd rather ignore this see how it affects the universe and then extrapolate from there I mean that the, the one thing with this being a Jeff Johns book and you know that we we saw a hint of it in the zero issue is the whole watchman of it all is still looming over this like where does that fit in why do we keep doing that <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it references the what is it the button issue, Batman. Yeah, uh, yeah the Batman the button. Yeah, wasn't that like twenty nineteen? No, um, it was earlier. My man, that was, was it? before we started the comics pals. No way. Yeah, yeah. It was like the not? first. It was uh, Barry and Batman discover the comedian's button. It was. Yeah. It, was, it, was, like it was like the first seed. Issue. It yeah. was like fifteen issues into the Rebirth era. Not even like, Rebirth. Wow. This would have been pre-rebirth because wouldn't it because didn't rebirth lead no. into no okay no, it led, no yeah it I think led right. into rebirth yeah i believe this led into what what year is the button because I'm like talking, that whole thing I'm was the first 2015. seed 2015 2017 yeah 2017 okay yeah so we would have we would have rated by williamson tom king okay yep yeah and it would have been, yeah you're right it is that. part of the interesting uh, but yeah like where does that fit in? Are we going to be seeing those Doomsday Clock characters again? Which, interesting discussion about Doomsday Clock in the Discord recently. Is that like, like I always thought it would, it reads very good in trade. Which I still don't have, so I'm probably going to pick that up. Uh, in fact, I might check if my comic shop has it this week when I go over for a free comic book day. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it it didn't it didn't pull me, you know, mm-hmm. when when I was reading it before, and I'm not interested to go back to the well. Like I think I think the other stuff we got has turned out a lot better. And it's utilized okay. the the Watchmen ideas better. You mean the Doomsday Clock stuff specifically? Better than the Doomsday. Better than the Doomsday Clock better stuff. Doomsday? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I feel like that's my only attachment because in the Zero issue, those were the two characters that I recognized. I was like, hey, wait, you know those guys. Um, my, do they even have? Net. Do they even yeah. have speaking lines in the Zero issue? Like, I don't remember that happening. Yeah, yeah very yeah, few. Very few. No, no marionette. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm pretty been sure mine doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what you guys? So, for Flashpoint Beyond, number one, pull, pass, pull with a caveat. My caveat being, I wouldn't normally pull this. Like, I have no interest in this whatsoever. But this issue is actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same one. Pull with a caveat. If this is your jam in terms of the stuff that interests you within superhero comics, absolutely pick it up. It's a must read, and um, it was it was good. But for my general reading, this probably wouldn't be on my pull list. I would say pull because this feels like that like side project they gave Jeff Johns just to um, stop talking, like to keep him busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think it's fun. So um, let's uh, let's get into. Uh... Let's go watch an episode of Star Wars Babies with uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan, number one. Uh, this is by Christopher Cantwell, uh, writing with art by Ario Enendito, and colors by Carlos Lopez, with letters by Joe Caramagna. How do you feel? Let me just start this real quick. How do you feel about that cover, Marco? This is the, the Phil Noto cover. Oh, my God. You know, all right, you know what? Phil Noto, he, he misses a lot for me. This was good. This was fine. I, too crazy. I, I feel like Phil Noto covers are generally pretty strong. Yeah, They're usually can, better than interiors. Yeah. yeah. You got lines here. I can see where the dis like the, got the twin suns, you know, you got the dueling lightsabers facing different directions. Like yeah, I think it's a good it's good. It's a good cover. This was this Let's was talk about the actual book though. <laughs> uh for the book, I'm I, I do you guys read any of the other Star Wars stuff? I pick and choose. Uh, I read a little bit of the um, War of the Bounty Hunters most recently. Mm-hmm. Um, how they do not have a Mandalorian book out there is beyond me. Wild. It's, 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 I don't know of a better way to describe it, but fucking stupid Yeah. Um, that they don't have one. Uh, merch sells like crazy. Like, put out a fucking Grogu one shot. Like, like that's what I would read. Uh, my, my problem with the Star Wars stuff has always been, especially with Marvel, is that they've never continued the story. They've only filled out gaps, really. They've been kind of tackling it with the High Republic stuff, which I believe is a prequel, but that's like pre-prequels. It's like way far back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I kind of want to move forward in, in the world. So um, that's not to say they weren't good. I, I do like the Jason Aaron stuff. Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader is fantastic. Ooh, excellent. Um, the, but it's oh. been more missed than hit for me. Yeah, of the most recent stuff, I haven't picked up the new Star Wars or the Darth Vader series, but um, on recommendation from, I believe, Manny and Matt in the Discord, uh, got Dr. Afra, which is pretty mm-hmm. good. That one's pretty, it's yep. a fun book. And I've been following the High Republic stuff, 
that was pretty good the first arc second arc kind of fell off and I'm, I'm back on but that's the extent I, I try to pick up some of these um star wars books but it's similar to you tyler just you know if i see it maybe maybe not this was definitely one that i was thinking about picking up and you know what i had fun really it, okay it didn't you know it didn't pick me and blow my socks off but it was it was it was an enjoyable enough story for me to continue forward with it uh i don't know that i'm going to pick up an issue two because this if this is more of what we're going to be getting where we go in the past and he just regales a story of old i'm not interested i mean what else is, is he gonna do he's in a freaking sand world and he's in his hut by himself ipods don't even exist in this world i mean it's in the far <laughs> future there might be a dead one somewhere but god what a nightmare <laughs> i wonder if there's a, a subset of listeners that are going to be like what's an ipod you mean an iphone Ooh, that's so not, sad not ours no, i don't no, think so ours, no. i don't think and our listeners no Look at these crusty old dudes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. I, f- I find this type of story very tropey. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, when I was a kid, I went on this adventure and my friend was in trouble and then I bailed him out. All right. It's just that I, I don't know. I didn't feel like there was anything worth anything here like my issue too is like if we're gonna go back in the past like that and you're gonna show one of obi-wan's uh childhood jedi academy friends it's a comic book make it a cool alien character you know like <laughs> yeah right why does that why, why can't it be uh i don't know a catamarillion or uh, i don't know uh what was kit fisto i don't i don't know I like the tentacle years guy. It could be a Twi'lek. It could be, you know, something like that. Oh, man. I may get a Twi'lek woman. Um, God, I am drinking. Um, but, yeah, I just, it was just, it, it reeked of, hey, we need an Obi-Wan book out, but you can't yeah. tell the stories we want to tell on the TV show. <laughs> like, like, we're filling in those gaps already. You don't get to do that. You have to figure out something else. Yeah, and that's fine. It's just like, with that being the first issue, it's just like, this is not a strong start. Yeah. yeah. And if it's going to be a, like a series and we're going to be staying in this time, don't get rid of the secondary character here. Like, give me something to hold on to. I thought this was going to be a turnaround and, you know, it was like, you're right. I'll stay with you and, you know, we'll go through the academy together. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll follow that story. That's like a, I guess I don't know, a misplaced, um, a, 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 like school coming of age story. I'll file that. I'll buy that. But I don't know what this is going to be after this. I may be wondering if like he has other stories of running into this character throughout his life. He says he never saw him again. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But she, she, uh, the, the, the character, I think she has like this vision of this beast or something. Something like that. And I think that might be the through line between these. That might come back. That I can see. I really don't. Yeah, that's another issue. We're like, I don't know where this goes. Does he tell another story? That's Poor it. guy doesn't even have kids to tell the story to. He's talking to himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he talks to who I guess, R2? Oh, no, he just knows R2. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't even have R2. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't even recognize R2. R2. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's right. 
and yeah like especially especially if you know anything about like the clone wars tv series which is you know all canon and everything like mm-hmm. you know he had sabine for a while you know and it's like he has just locked himself away on tatooine and he truly is this sad old man and this is what we're getting out of him like yeah Mark marco wanted the coming of age love story uh jedi book you know it's the religion versus the, what great. like attack of the clones wanted to do for bits oh, and pieces yeah you know? that would be great you wanted to see, see like obi-wan as he chooses lightsaber or fucking you know like that's the kind of but it's lightsaber star wars so there is love. no sex in star wars um, there's no sex in disney uh eh. we all watched eternals we know we know what does and doesn't happen <laughs> it's like two planks hitting each other <laughs> I do that with gorgeous people like that too. It's it ain't, to it ain't penetration, mean. that's for sure. <laughs> no, it's not. That's what they mean when lightsabers clash against each other. It's Yo. like what, what a, it's like what the Mormons see. What they call it, a soaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is Marco, that Mormon? How long has it been since we've talked about soaking? <laughs> oh man, like a few months at this point. Three years? <laughs> no. Okay, you guys don't understand time either. It doesn't make sense anymore. It's a flat um, circle. But yeah, like I didn't. This book was a bummer for me. The thing is, like, I'm a I'm a big Christopher Cantwell fan. Like everything that the, mm-hmm. that he's done so far at at Marvel, the um, the Iron Man current Iron Man series is fantastic. The Doom series that was like in 2019 was amazing. Probably my favorite book of the year. Um, yeah, it was. And, it was and that's saying your, something. It was based on your praise, that I was like, okay, this will probably be all right. And it's saying something because Larocco was on art. Like if you can, but it worked for LaRocca's art too, which was insane to me. Um, and even like I read a, uh, an issue of The Mask by Christopher Cantwell that was good as well. So like reading this, like I was just kind of bummed. It just felt like uh, he got like, so, like the Mickey Mouse just swung a bat at his knees saying, hey, you can only do this much <laughs> with this. Yeah. We need to um, book, put it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it came out. May the 4th, you know, right when the Obi-Wan trailer yep. came out. It just reeks of corporate synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, at least they have it. <laughs> looking at you, WB Discovery. Huh? Got him. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'd want something more. I, I just wish they would just, like, continue the story. Like, the Mandalorian already built a new post-main series world. We can forget about the sequels. Like, that's that's its own thing. But, like... We can live there for a bit. It's fine. Yeah. They're, but they're going to control how that plays out. It's, sure. And it's not going to be in the comics. Yep. That, that's, I think that's my issue, yeah. Yeah. Should. I don't know. This is, this is why we had the Star Wars extended universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just tell stories. Have fun. Do the, be, have your own epic in, in non-visual media. Speaking of that, did you guys ever uh, read the, um, it was like a young Obi-Wan series way, way back, um, probably around episode one. Did he fuck a Twilight in it? No, no, no. This was uh, like, this is it, like, yeah. it would have been what his, um, you know, what this book, the era of Obi-Wan's life, it would have been what this book was about. Oh, I gotcha. No. Um, good? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Perfect for, you know. Uh, an eight-year-old walking around Walmart. Uh, what did, um, did you guys feel like the art? I thought, I thought for the most part it worked. Um, 
I, didn't, I didn't mind the art at all. Yeah, I didn't mind yeah. the art at all. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I I actually like the uh, the older Obi Wan parts in terms of mm-hmm. the art a lot better. Yeah, I felt like that was a lot more dynamic. I guess detailed too. Yeah, whereas the 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 younger Obi Wan stuff, it felt normal. Mm-hmm. Sort of house, you know. I guess house style is probably the best way to put it. You know, just you open a comic book and that's what it looks like. You know, sure. The one shot that I actually liked it was like an overhead shot of young Obi with the. Can I call him Obi? Is that fine? Um, with like Coruscant below him, and you can see like yeah. the different layers. Like I thought that was a good angle to choose to really mm-hmm. show the scope as Coruscant. So, mm-hmm. like, it is a well crafted book. Like it's totally serviceable, but like for what it could have been, I think is where my issue is, or what maybe what maybe my my preconceived uh, notion of what this book should have been is is what's clouding my opinion on it. But I don't know, man. It's just I think it's truly I think it's just a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They could have done so much more, and um, to be fair, they are doing more in some of the other books, mm-hmm. like the High Republic. Um, but Crimson Rain's going on right now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for this, this was fine. So what are we thinking? A polar, polar pass or trade weight? Hard no. pass. Trade weight, actually. I think. Okay. I, I think I'd be willing to wait off to see where they go with it. I'm gonna say pass. I would probably. I'm personally probably still gonna pick up issue two. I think I might. Um, because I tend to like to give books more than one issue. Same. Just out of You're a good man, Tyler. Yeah, you know, what can I say? Um, but let's talk about Giant Size X-Men uh, Thunderbird. Number one, is there any point to say number one? Um, this is uh, co-written by Steve Orlando and uh, AEW, former AEW Women's Champion Nyla Rose uh, with art by David, David Cutler. Um, and uh, inks by Jose Marzan Jr. and Roberta Pogi, so two anchors on this. Colorist Irma Nivia and Tom Mueller, as always. I think I think we all read the first Thunderbird story ever. <laughs> <laughs> the first solo solo ever issue. Yeah, I mean that's probably that, true. Yeah, that's kind of what I liked about this issue. To be honest, I liked how. This issue felt completely removed from everything. This mm-hmm. was just like a Native American superhero story. He just happened to be a mutant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking at this like, oh, this is one of those other giant size X-Men books that Hickman was doing where they were all like super important to major Crowan plot points. Sorry, guy. <laughs> you're not getting that in this. This is literally, it's a, it's a character piece in an oversized issue, really. And it's, um, yeah. it's pretty just like lighthearted fun in the sense that like, sure, we're dealing with people stealing uh, other people for their genetic DNA, but it's just yeah, lighthearted romp, <laughs> you know, human trafficking, human yeah. trafficking, you know, it's typical Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, we got in, in, in the US, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds about right. Yeah, but it was fun. Did you, um, I mean, I think one of the cool things is that he's a clean slate, essentially. Like, I think we get a flashback in this, which is essentially his real big plot point in his entire mm-hmm. comics history. Mm-hmm. Um, that when he dies. 
on a plane. <laughs> yeah. I will say he looked a little too big for that plane, or that plane looked a little too small for him. Like he's like almost the size of half a wing. Like how big is this plane? Uh, big man. No, it looks pretty normal actually. Okay, I could that could just be the the rum beer talking, but it might be. It could be. To that though, it, he that is his character. Like that is the history of this mm-hmm. who this person is and. Uh, for that to be the situation, um, I think it's good that they're they're giving him this book. They're sort of restyling him. They're giving him a new direction. And you're right; it's a clean slate. Like you can do whatever you want with this character now. Um, considering the only history you need to worry about is well, he died. Okay. Well, shit. I free reign to do anything <laughs> else, right? Cool. So don't kill him. Great. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea of the fact that like this guy's legacy is his death and how does somebody come pat like get past that themselves and i like the idea that he's like fuck mutants like <laughs> they didn't yeah. do anything for me i was dead this whole time i know that they can bring they brought everyone back but i wasn't brought back for some reason fuck all you guys fuck Rokoa. it's not my home my home is where my actual family is um sure he saves more mutants there but Besides the point, um, it, it was nice to kind of see an X-Men story not in Krakoa. Yeah, yeah. And as much as he saves some mutants, they're all Apache. So for him, yep. that's the you know, that's the goal. Is He's, he's there to exactly. save yeah. his people. He's on... Um, uh, he's back in the homeland, for lack of a better term. What would you think of his new costume? I dug it. Yeah, it it turned out a lot better than I expected. Um, You know, when I read the uh, the Jumbo Carnation letter or whatever, I was like, I don't know about this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it it really worked out. I I do actually like it Um, for the character. It's not the normal thing I think I would go for in a costume. I think you can pull uh, this one off, Cal. You can pull it turquoise. Yeah, I think so. Listen, bitches, I know I could pull it off. <laughs> it's just not what I would go for. Okay, okay. it's not your style. Um, but I, yeah, I think it. I think it really works. I think it. It does a lot to work with the, uh, you know, the Native American imagery and symbolism, and I think that's uh, really, really. It's a really good move. We critique the um, intermediary, like in uh, info dump pages, but I actually appreciated that note to Carnation. This one, like I read through it, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? There's this is a cool way to then turn the page and get like a costume reveal because mm. you get yeah. the context and like the meaning behind it, and then you see it fully executed." And I'm like, "Oh." That's actually that was that was a good sort of page turn because you know reading it digitally you just keep swiping through. Um, I did appreciate that and I think it worked, uh, especially in light of the new issue, uh, sorry the new uh, costume, and the fact that you know these pages get used in a variety of ways and this felt like an organic way to incorporate it into the story and to get something out of it. And I do specifically like the the color choices too, how like they mean something to the Apache people, and it's a direct. Um, I guess uh, directly not choosing 
yellow and black. It's like a, it's really leaving the X-Men part of him away. The song is black and yellow? Uh, oh, by um, uh, Wizard Khalifa? Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. Kale, thoughts on Wiz Khalifa? <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta take a Wiz Khalifa. Oh, yeah, what? Okay. I might actually after drinking all this, but... You probably will. Probably yeah, I mean, I thought this was a fun issue. I, I I don't think it's... I think labeling it as like a giant size X-Men thing, I think is kind of uh, maybe not something I would have done. Because uh, they're, within the past couple of years, that has had a impact that this book doesn't have to the larger story. I don't see why you couldn't just name this Thunderbird number one. <laughs> well, but, probably because that sets up an expectation I mean, yeah, I guess of a number why, two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was also like giant size. You know, that's the return of that's the book that he was in. You know, so oh, good point. That kind of, that made sense. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. He's like one of those characters that's so iconic, but he has no story. But he's only really iconic because that giant size X Men number one is like one of these most iconic covers of all time. Yeah, and he's like one of the fronts in the characters. Well, I also think. This is it is still similar to the other giant size, I guess, with the exception of like the um, the Nightcrawler one where they go back to the Westchester mansion Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they are character pieces. The thing is, they're character pieces for characters we've been following for 60 years. You know, so you do have to root them a little bit in what's going on now and you know other characters whereas with this guy he has been around yeah what did you uh, uh so i'm not familiar with aw uh tyler mm-hmm. how did you feel nyla rose did here um I, with these these books where there's like co-writers and stuff i always wish they would more expressly say where the delineation of power is like make someone plotter or make someone script writer. Like that's what I would prefer because I can never really tell. Uh, and I'm also not too familiar with Steve, Steve Orlando's work to really be able to tell where that would be. Um, but um, if she, you know, did work on this heavily, I think it's a pretty good first outing, honestly. Like enough where like somebody said, Oh, this is a mini series written by Nyla Rose. I'd probably check it out to be honest. Or I feel yeah. like there is more to be uh, levied here. I don't know her chops on writing historically. I mean, if I look her up here, I don't think uh, her, her her Twitter's great. <laughs> but uh, she fucking dunks on people constantly uh, on Twitter. Um, it looks like she's credited as creating the Lozen Proud Star character, the grandma. Um, so I don't know, but uh, I would check it out again. Uh, I'm curious to see if uh, she gets any more gigs writing. Yeah, if this is uh, if this is her first stuff, uh, it was pretty good. And to your point, yeah, you can't really tell the the breakout of the work there, how it delineates. But this was, I think it was paced well. Um, I think I I enjoyed the, uh, for me, I sort of felt the the anger, um, especially as he goes and you know attacks the the police station. Um, it, it it gets pulled in. I think um, I, I got pulled into that to those moments, and I, 
that's effective because sometimes I feel like they can be a little over the top when, you know, it's like, oh, my people and, you know, you're uh, subjugating them to this stuff. And it, it feels like, all right, yeah, I, I, I get the, that concept. Um, but I liked that the grandma comes in and sort of uh, is the, not the voice of reason, but that voice to calm this character. As much Which as that is, is that, yeah. that sort of unfettered rage, um, he respects his elders and his family. And I think that that came through and shown through more so than the anger, especially in light of the grandma being like, hey, chill out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is funny because she's a hard ass throughout this too, which is which is yeah, funny. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so what you guys, pass, pull? Pull, pass? Yank? I'd pull this. You know, yeah, I think I would pull this. This might even be my pick of the week. This was oh. my pick. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Okay, all right. Um, so let's talk about our last book this week. Twig, number one. Twig. Uh, this is by... Uh, <clears throat> This is by uh, Scotty Young on uh, writing uh, with art by Kyle Strom, uh, colorist Jean-Francois Bellieu, and letterer Nate Picos. Uh, it's new, new Image number one uh, by, I guess, Image Comics Books Darling, which would be Scotty Young. I feel like there's so many Scotty Young books out at this point. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah it's good it's for good. him getting fucking work. Mm. It's great. Um, or he got work that's not baby Marvel covers. I mean, I'm sure that helps pay the bills, especially if yeah. you can resell those that original art. Ooh, that probably mm-hmm. sells for a, a tasty penny. He's probably doing perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm not saying he isn't. I understand he's probably tired of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think about Twig? Uh, <laughs> I think it's a f- decent start, but I. I would have liked a little more room to breathe. Fair. I, so I was thinking that, but then we get the reveal at the end and this person is dead. And so now for me, I'm like, oh, all these environments we just explored. Now it's about the trip back or the trip to the next place and him finding this, the next, whatever that next step is. And for me, it felt like, cool, they're giving us flashes and glimpses into the rest of this world to build it out. Now, this is the premise that we're going to be exploring. Um, so I, I kind of like that it was, we had those silent pages of just um, images and locations and that it was paced a little bit quicker. Because uh, I think what we what we get here is Scotty saying, you know, this is the potential. And, and I, I'm sold in on that at this point uh, for me it's like uh, if we're going to use like the hero's journey uh as you know a template for this like i, I feel like we missed the call to action like we kind of get yeah in the middle of it uh he's already started his his trek we don't know what called him on this trek that his dad died something happened where he got this new gig and he's forced to wake up and do it i don't think there's that call that we get that really sets him on his journey. I feel like that's missing in this. Um, um, I do like how it's super goofy throughout. Like nobody really seems serious. It seems like one of those like happy worlds where everything good happens and all these cuddly Muppet like characters. Um, I did enjoy that part of it. Um, I just wish there was more of a driving, I don't know, maybe not antagonist isn't the word, but some kind of driving force beyond behind conflict. 
Yeah, yeah, I wish there was conflict. We don't get a conflict until the very last page. He even, like, travels this world without issue. Like, there's not, like, <laughs> like yeah, a river well, that he it, has to cross or... It seems like his conflict is that he wants to be a chef. Oh, yeah, but it's also a bit like... That. But you're not. Yeah, and, it, and that's <laughs> so, only told you know, to us, too. We like, don't even really see that, you know? Well, I mean, he, he cooks, you know, the dinner and he, you know, oh, I guess chops up the too. mushrooms like a chef. Uh, Talks about but, spice. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't ever really give us, you know, a, like you say, anything to really push us forward. I think that last bit where the, this, what did you say, what they say his name was, whatever this character is at the end that shows up as dead. The cartographer um, or whatever it was. I think this book could work if there's like this really dark part of it that's kind of contra- contrasting this really happy, cuddly world, um, which is something I think Scotty plays with and like I hate Fairyland and stuff like that. Mm. Um, that could be nice, but I don't think we got it in this issue, so I didn't really care much for this as a good first issue, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, this seemed like the first like five minutes of a cartoon. Yeah episode like a cold open to something honestly yeah not quite enough to wet my whistle there's no no meat on these bones we just get bones literally at the end we just get bones speaking of Um, bones have you ever read bone yeah oh um i did when i worked at barnes and noble i would read it uh, on my lunch breaks yeah i I just i recently got a few months back the full collection because they had it on (sighs) sale oh word it's real good yeah, I've read part of it, uh, but I read it in like high school, so I don't remember a ton of it. The a lot of people are saying this is bone inspired. Sure, I can see that for sure. Yeah, it has the same sort of you know cutesy aesthetic. The world's magical, um, and I'm sure that that's to uh, to Tyler's point. That is, you know. The facade and we're gonna get some dark underbelly at some point yeah and like the other thing that kind of like bummed me out on this was that i did really enjoy the kyle strom art like i thought it was very good i thought the character it's designs were great i think the worlds mm. looked very interesting there's like these vivid vivid and, and different environments yeah. but the whole time it just didn't feel lived in yeah um really yeah like it it, it feels too shiny look, and new I don't, there's something about it where like it, it looks very good and I love it, but it doesn't, it feels hollow if that makes sense. Mm. And I can't really pinpoint my finger on what it is. Maybe it's cause the story itself was really just like, this is like if we, if you did um, Frodo's journey from the Shire all the way to Rivendell in one issue, <laughs> like, I feel like there could have been stuff that happened in the middle there that, that might've driven this, the story and character progression forward. I, I can see that, I, but for that piece, I feel like it's it is the issue one. It's setting up. Like, it, we're not setting up the character yet. We're setting up the conflict still. And but if we're not here for the character, like what do we? Do? There's no conflict in it. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? That's a good summation. What are we doing? Is my thoughts reading this? Like it's it's fun and it's cute, but like beyond that, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in uh, whatever we got here. I'm interested in 
where it goes after this just because the the last page got me i'm like okay sure he's dead cool Mm -hmm. now now what right this was the quest the quest is hit a roadblock and now we need to pivot um and I'm, i'm at least there for that yeah i mean i think um this book is really it really the points of it that are actually good are the art is fantastic i actually really like the art and i think the the banter between you know twig and his little tentacle buddy that hangs out on his back it's like a banjo kazooie situation yeah Yeah. that's really the main thrust of the book is just them bickering together see i found that i found that really annoying really that's fair i think there's nothing more annoying to me than characters in this fantasy world that sound too much like they're in our world. Mm. It just it drives me crazy. Like they come out of the mountains, butthole. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so that's funny. the big joke. And like, okay, <laughs> haha. And then the last panel is you can't stop thinking about it now. Can you? No, thanks for that. Who yeah. says thanks for that? We do. Well, I mean, all right. Not well, you. Well, th- you don't say that. Thanks for that, Cal. Um, honestly, in a magical world, I don't even know if I'd give this a number two. I think this might be one of them tradeway books for me, to be honest. No way. Uh, like there, me, there's it, something here. There definitely is something yeah. here. Uh, yeah, and it, it definitely, <laughs> like it. I think there's a a good chance this could have a life outside of, you know us mm-hmm. i think it will be a very uh, you know similar to bone i think if it goes where it wants to i think well if it goes <laughs> where it wants to maybe at a bit slower pace it could really be a hell of an epic um but right now it it feels too quick and also you know this book needs a fucking map page Oh, like if you do like high fantasy like this, like give me a map or name the places. I couldn't name a place in this whole book. But for what? I guess you see the the immersion though. But (laughs) the main character isn't even immersed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like immersion, where? Like does the world have a name? You get glimpses of different places, but you never stay in one place at all. No hubs yet. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I think I think that that's forthcoming at this point, and I'm sure. And and this got me in the door enough to be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna see where that goes. I think if that stays consistent, where we don't get to explore that, where we don't get to see that stuff, um, I'd agree. But here, this just this just reads to me as okay. There is now potential for the rest of the journey. Man, I don't know. I don't have faith that it will for me it's it one of those things where like I, I feel like if somebody's like yo twig's good like four issues in i could definitely be like yeah. yeah i could probably see that yeah i'll probably check it out but like this wasn't enough I'd be that you know guy. you know what the reason i don't think I'm, I'm looking at the the pages with all the different environments and everything the reason i don't think we'll come back to any of these is they don't have names yeah how will I know or I'm at, back at least names in the uh, you know in the um, that are captioned or whatever? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if if they wanted us to remember them, they would make us remember them. Right. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Eh. Looks good though. Uh, it looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, I love the design of Twig. He looks cuddly, but also like I don't want to touch him though. This stitch looking motherfucker. Yeah, he's just got a stitch <laughs> thing. He's got like a, a stitch thing. I'm thinking like bug snacks. If you guys are familiar with bug snacks, no. It's a oh the game it's right? Like a, yeah, it's like a PlayStation game. I think it like came out when PlayStation Five launched. Five was announced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some weird ass game. Pretty fun. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say pass though. Honestly. Dang. Okay. Nice. I say pick it up. I think I'll pass. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, Cal, you were tasked with something this week. Ooh, so I was. You had um, to read all, uh, One Star Squadron number one by uh, Mark Russell and Steve Lieber. Yeah. Oh, this was Steve Lieber. Of course it was Steve Lieber. Uh, this was really fun. Okay. Yes. I thought you'd like it. Yeah. I re- yeah, I did really enjoy this. It um I don't tend to enjoy these sort of comedy superhero books because often I find they're not doing anything. That's fair. What do you mean? Well, like One Star Squadron felt like it was trying to say something. Um, you know, it, it, it really is trying to put a spin on the gig economy with superheroes, Mm. but it's leveraging DC's immense, um, you know, library. Thank you. Library of, of D and F list superheroes, um, to tell that story. Um, and it's using f- even forgotten heroes to do that. You know, like these people don't have, you know, uh, uh, invincibility. The guy, the guy in this book gets hit in the head or whatever, and he has no idea who he is. He doesn't know his family. And frankly, his family appears to not even want him. Um, and that's, that's good. And and I do like how it kind of, uh, anchors you with two much more well-known characters with Red Tornado and Power Girl, but like well-known enough where like they can be the heart of the, the series, but also not well-known enough where like they matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed Red Tornado. I like Mm -hmm. that he, this must be one of his more, uh, more human, phases sure uh but i really enjoyed red tornado um didn't get much of power girl out of the first issue uh yeah you get more of her i think two and forward but yeah but i i i can't promise i'll keep going but if i if i end up getting the the dc unlimited or whatever i will definitely be reading Mm, yeah yep it's there's a heart to Mark Russell books that I don't think anyone really knows how to do. It's it's like a specific Mark Russell thing. And I I don't think I've read a, a Mark Russell. Um, oh, I dude, Flintstones, Flintstones. So yeah, good. yeah. Everybody so talks good. about it. One of my favorite um, books of all time. But this I really really enjoyed. Yeah. So 
Nice. I don't know, maybe. Uh, I, I like that you called out that you felt like he's trying to say something because I think that is the draw for me for a Mark Russell book is yep. that in, yeah. in each book there is some sort of thing that he wants you to sort of take away that he's thinking about. He's he's having a yeah. thought. He's writing the story to make you think the thought, and uh, that's his talent for me. And also, I feel like Mark Russell works through that thought on the page, too. Like, I don't necessarily think the same Very thought much. on issue one is the same thought that comes out in issue six. You know, there's an evolution of that thought throughout the series, which I think you can see, even if it's a Flintstones or a Red Tornado book, which is nuts yeah, that I'm saying I, that. I could definitely see this uh, sort of evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but in, in that exact way. Um, yeah, it goes so, yeah, places, I think, yeah. Did you read uh, Tyler um, Not All Robots? I did. Liked it a lot. Yep. I liked that a lot too. Did you? Um, what was the other one? Deadbox. Mark, which one? Deadbox. He like I explores movies. Don't recall that one. Oh, interesting. That what uh, that, what publisher was that? Uh, I want to say like IDW or something. Russell's been around. Russell did a Red Sonia book a couple years ago. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that one. Um, which if you got me to read a Red Sonia book, that, that that just proves that I will read a Mark Russell book no matter what it is. So um, I think it's good. I, I would recommend this book. The 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 final issue just came out this week as well. So yeah. expect a trade uh, on uh, on coming. Um, Kale, you get to tag. All right, tag. So I'm gonna do something unprecedented. Ooh. Oh, the person I wanted to tag decided to pull out. Like a bitch. Well, he'll still be here next week, so. So instead, I'm going to inflict psychic damage on the both of you. Oh, no. And I'm going <laughs> to tag both of you. Okay. Tag I'll have to figure out how this works, but okay. I'm going to tag you both to read uh, Binky Brown Meets the Holy Virgin Mary. <laughs> what the fuck is that? So Binky Brown is a, an autobiographical comic uh, by a guy called Justin Green. He actually just died last week. Oh, wow. Uh, but he, he's a contemporary of um, Art Spiegelman, Robert Crumb. Okay, yeah, um, I can see that. Oh, I see that. And those guys. Like, I, I read that he was actually roommates with Art Spiegelman when he no started Mouse. Yeah. Um, so let me let me read you the huh. quick synopsis of uh, this. This is his big his big book. Um, Binky Brown meets the Holy Virgin Mary is an autobiographical comic by American cartoonist Justin Green, published in 1972. Green takes the persona of Binky Brown to tell of the compulsive neurosis with which he struggled in his youth and which he blamed on his strict Roman Catholic upbringing. Green was later, later diagnosed with OCD and came to see his problems in that light. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I dig it off the cover for the art alone. I, Very underground. I, I specifically hoped I wouldn't uh, end up tagging you, to be honest. I'm, <laughs> yeah, this would be something Marco was, right down Marco's alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kale, how do I read this? That's my first question. I, <laughs> so I actually, I have a link to... Okay, good. Because I'm like on Amazon. It's, it's like, oh, $990 on Amazon yeah, for a hardcover. I think, it's, uh, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's actually uh, 
the internet archive that you're okay. going to have to get it from. I have it here. <laughs> so, gotcha. so I'm definitely it. interested. That, that is a that is a blind spot for me. That whole era of comics. Yeah. Like yeah. Arkham. I, I do realize the implications of Arkham. And uh, his... what you, whatever, you, whatever could you mean? <laughs> uh, little extra curriculars, you know. Hmm? Uh, some crummy stuff came out. Uh, Spiegelman's great. I read Mouse. Mouse is probably the first graphic novel I've read. Um, yeah, of course. So the uh, yeah, a lot of the conversation I I heard around Justin Green, um, last week I guess the week before you know when he died was um he actually like whereas robert crumb was trying to be edgy and he was trying to you know uh get reactions justin green was actually edgy and oh, earned his good. reactions huh. interesting like he was what robert crumb wanted to be is this story... is the way is the way i understand it so just just off the top of my head, this this feels like the and, and I don't know if you guys have had this experience, but this looks like those. Um, I went to Catholic school, so they would they would wheel in this TV, and you'd watch like Catholic TV, where they had these like sitcoms and cartoon shows um, that would tell you things about traditional American families, um, <laughs> kind of like a. a um, What's that uh, Adult Swim book uh, show where it's like claymation? Moral oral. Yeah, kind of like a moral oral situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I know of what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm getting feelings of that, except uh, with Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, in this it, book. Okay, it's it. It's it's a bit like a uh, somehow worse drawn chick tract. Okay. I mean, this just looks like what Matt Murphy goes on, on his head on this cover. Jeez, speak my you know what? my thoughts. I, no impure thoughts. No. <laughs> when I when I had the when I had the thought, I brought it up to Murphy, and he went, "What is that?" <laughs> oh, you, this is this is like the world he's been living in. He's been getting real yeah, into yeah, yeah. um uh, uh um uh something of uh, Tom of Finland is one of one of his things now. Uh, huh. Yeah, something you might like, Marco. Uh, it's just like, a, what do you think comic books? Uh, you know, we just talked about Flashpoint Batman. It's it's not, this isn't that. This is a different thing entirely. So, yeah. I know Sean ain't tagging me with something like this, so I'm, I'm all for it. Whoa. Yeah. I was hoping to tag He's Sean with it. He's getting he, into this Man, stuff? he would hate this. Oh, Sean wouldn't like this at all. No, that would be a, no, he he'd be shitting all this. over this. Um, but yeah, um, that's, what we're, that's what we read this week. That's Palace Pools, fellas. What's up for next week, Tyler? Uh, we got some palace pulls for next week. Next week, Marco, you got a Grim number one. Grim. So this is by Stephanie Phillips. I've uh, been picking up more of her stuff recently. I was a big fan of Avery. Not as big a fan of uh, the Harley Quinn series. She has some other stuff that she does um, with a few other publishers. But... If it's a Stephanie Phillips book, I'm going to give it an issue one and issue two. This is a story about a person who takes on is uh, uh, takes on the role of the new Grim Reaper. This person is has mm. been chosen, has been assigned to it, and now has to live their life as the Grim Reaper. So uh, one of the things that jumps out to me on here is uh, Flaviano on art. Oof. 
I don't know. I don't know. Faviano did some of the uh, Power Man and Iron Fist series that um, mm. was also drawn by Sanford Green. Some of the uh, non-Sanford Green issues but were by Faviano with Rico Renzi on colors. Like, mm, hello. Yeah. So I did not know what this was, and you told me about it, and I was very intrigued. Huh. Um, okay. I also had uh, something, a little something called Jurassic League number one. Yo, Jurassic League, come on, bro. Danny Warren Johnson, he's not on art. He's not on art. But I'll give you the fact that he's writing. He has, at least to me, shown that he is very capable of putting together some sort of heartfelt story. He is able to really carry these action moments and action sequences and uh, just drive a really engaging book. And for that reason alone, it's on my list. Uh, And then also the art looks uh fantastic um uh, Juan Gideon, not art. yeah like it it uh just from that alone i think the style the like the heavy inks it feels dirty it feels a little bit more of that underground style and i'm i'm about it kale you got uh eight billion oh, genies on here good call, kale. so this is the yep. new charles sewell and ryan is it ryan brown mm-hmm. uh yeah ryan brown yeah uh, they did a book called uh, Curse Words, um, oh. and it, it was something I always wanted to get on board with, but I just never really did. Um, but this book sounds fun. It's uh, apparently everyone on Earth gets a genie, and they get one wish. That's cool. And that's the book. So I was trying to bring up my Ryan Brown sketch that I have because I love Ryan Brown. Um, probably one of my favorite uh, convention artists. Is that um, is that the one? Are you the one that got the the Ryan Brown sketch where Charles Sewell is Harley so Quinn? Kevin. My friend you? Kevin has that. No, but I was there for oh, okay. it being requested and picked up. Um, That's was, awesome. It was awkward as hell. And then I was there for when <laughs> Charles Sewell saw it. Um, Incredible. It also weird. It's like the daddy's little monster outfit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his um, reaction? Uh, har- um, horrified. He's not a very emotive guy, but uh, but uh, as much as like, oh, okay, yep, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> but Ryan Brown's great. I asked for a, I have a Bib Fortuna sketch by him, and when I picked it up, it's just Bib Fortuna riding uh, Ak- Akira's motorcycle from. Uh, mm. Oh, didn't ask for that. But he's like, yeah, I just I wanted to draw that, so I draw I drew Bib Fortuna riding that. Um, <laughs> So Ryan Brown's great. Um, yeah, I'm usually uh, down for any uh, book from these guys. So, and uh, you and I both had Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number one. I don't have any uh, Moon Knight history. I've read Warren Ellis's trade, but that's not like anything really. <laughs> It's what five issues? Yeah, it's and good. It's but. it's silent mostly, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I am really enjoying the show a lot more than I expected going in. Um, okay. and it was I think it was my pick of the year, so that's still saying something. Uh, so I don't what know. I'm excited of, about Moon Knight. The, the show being your favorite. Thing would be the pick of the year or yeah 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 okay interesting i think i think 
Um, this is this has uh, Jonathan Hickman and Chris Bacalo on a Moon Knight story. Um, uh-huh. That that sells it alone, and then Mark Guggenheim and Jorge Fornes on a Moon Knight story. Oh, Fornes! Fornes is so good. Um, I'm I'm ready for this. I, I, I I'm I'm a fan of those like these like um, anthology, I guess, short story books. You know, Electra. Yeah. There was an Electra one that came out. Had some good. Um, uh, Greg Smallwood art in it, so yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, and then I also put a uh, crossover number thirteen on yes. here. Uh, I'm digging crossover, man. Kale, have you checked crossover out? I read there was a big controversy that Marco lit up. That Marco lit up. That some in writer lit up. What you do, Marco? Bro, all I did was disagree. <laughs> well, and you were wrong. No, so, I wasn't. So I read the I read the uh, the context and um, I thought it was fine. Okay. What if I told you a uh, madman's one of the main characters of this book? He's one of the main characters. He is probably the most prominent uh, image comics character in this. Damn. All right. Um, all yeah, right. this is a book where they're taking uh, comic characters from all over the place and just throwing them into one fucking book. Yeah. Um, and uh turns out uh spoiler donny cates is also in this book so we got a bit of a hitchcockian thing going on here people uh yeah yeah there is i I don't want to talk about this book too much because this book is just spoiler heavy because it's like every issue something happens um but i it is i'm I'm just having fun with it it is very comic booky and he loves that it's that Mm -hmm. um and I think Rebels this one's solicited it. as the final issue, even though it's not the final issue. It's like, oops, we accidentally solicited the final issue, but they're like playing on that. So like, I can't even trust the solicitations to know what's going on in this book. Um, it's fun. There, there's a bit of an undertone of like um, ultra religious um, conservatism against the yeah. comic bookness of it. Maybe that was the controversy or something. Um kind it, it was related to that yeah it was in the um, it was in the first issue but there's that kind of undertone in this too which yeah, uh, i'm having fun with this man this is this is a fun book and and they have like guest writers on it there's a chip starsky issue where oh, chip so good chip writes about chip i'll say it um uh it's it, it's very chippy um mm. but he but he plays around with that uh it's ah it's fun man that's good Cal, honestly, I think you would enjoy this. I don't know how, how what your track record is on Donny Cates. Um, Hit or miss. But this is like a love of comic books. And there's this is like Easter Egg the book, too. Um, yeah. See, that doesn't do anything for me. But it's not like DC Marvel Easter Eggs. It's like, oh, they put that in this book sort of thing. Um, mm. It's like any any creator-owned book, everyone's like, yeah, sure, you can do it. But it's also like not just blatant about it. It's not just like, yeah. look at this, yeah. right? It's it's very much, oh, this is a moment, and then the moment passes, and it doesn't affect the story. It's just yeah. a moment that, that's in there. Mm. Sometimes for shock value. Sometimes. Uh, it's good looking, mm. too. Oh, it's real good. I, I'd recommend it. i recommend it. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh, Sean doesn't have any polls. He's too busy watching Doctor Strange. Um, which I am going to uh, sober up and watch myself tonight. So I am going first thing in the morning. Don't sober up, Tyler. I gotta drive there, doofus. Oh well, (laughs) in that case, (laughs) 
<laughs> going solo, man. I can't. I gotta drive myself. <laughs> Just leave it in the. Oh, I guess you don't have Ubers up there. Maybe I don't know. I'm not in the fucking tundra. <laughs> of course, there's Ubers. It's too cheap. I just know I can. I'll be fine. I just gotta eat something. I'm good. Okay. Uh, you couldn't get my Canada to go with you. Oh no, Doctor Strange. No. This is this is actually the only one I've been able to get just to go wow. with me. The to, one that requires the most homework. <laughs> well, Scarlet Witch is her favorite. Ah, That's fair, right. fair. Yeah, she likes. Her. So she loved WandaVision. Um, she she doesn't want to see it, but Scarlet Witch is in it, so she's got to so, go see it. I tried <laughs> getting. I tried getting. I tried getting my wife to watch uh, WandaVision. Wasn't really into it. Wasn't into the whole. This is a play on the history of TV. I fucking mm. love that shit. I hate that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost said ass. Anyway, um, well, hey, it's part of the part of the job. But she really liked Loki, so I was trying to sell her on that on that on that bit. But um, I didn't do it. I didn't do but it. Loki, maybe maybe, is, maybe a rewatch. It's also a Thursday, and I felt like I needed to see it as soon as possible, just for myself. Oh yeah, 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 so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that should be fun. We'll be talking about that on Saturday, guys. So, yep. Or tomorrow when this comes out for you VOD viewers, which is probably why we don't have that many viewers today. I think people are a little fucking busy on the comics front. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Old Trapzord's not uh, didn't stick around to uh, his, his old Trapzord is still here. He's still here. Yeah. Main man. Um, but yeah, uh, Marco, where can uh, where can people find you? That's we're we're here for Palspols. I gotta I gotta piss and uh, eat something and go see this movie. So. <laughs> People can find me at Totowinto. That's T O T O I N T O. What multiverse also, are we in? You can also I've find. Never gotten to do that to my own. <laughs> <laughs> Trapzord! Ah, my the man. fourth man. The fourth man, Trapzord. You can also find my work at kelward.com. That's C A L E W A R D.com. You got the fucking. The, the rhythm correct, man. Mm-hmm. I, I hear it every week. It's been it's every, been six every years. week. It's only been like six <laughs> yeah. years. <laughs> Damn sure I'm getting that rhythm right. I'm surprised Sean was able to kick the uh, the opening to the comics pal so quickly. Like I thought that would be ingrained in him so hard. I feel like he um, practiced. I really, I think <laughs> it probably took him a lot. Because <laughs> if you notice, there is still just a little bit of format there. A little, yeah. Um, Kale? Kale, where can you find Marco? You can find me, not Marco, at Mr. Marco Animoto, uh on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And uh, uh, let's see, what am I watching? Uh, oh, Head I'm time. buying Chainsaw Man oh, again. Okay. Oh, are you really? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, nice. I, uh, yeah, I just bought, just bought Chapter 4 in Physical. So I am hyped. I only got one. I do want to check it out, though. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Maybe that'll be my little project. And I I started it. I could not stop mm. when it was coming out originally. I just know there's a gun demon. That's what I heard. Man, the demons look so good. Chainsaw Man looks tremendous. The bomb, the bomb demon. Hey man, Girl. We, we can throw that on a we can throw volume one on a on a Patreon book club if uh, they get the votes. Oh, Sean's not here. You can't say no. Can't say shit okay. right now. Yeah, Sean can't say shit. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you can follow me at uh, at Sean Soapbox. Uh, wait, no, Sean's not here. You can't even plug for me. You can find me yeah. at the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter is where you can find me. Sean can be at Sean Soapbox on probably just Twitter if he feels like it. Um, yeah. Instagram find maybe. Sean on the Discord. Sean, Sean likes the Discord. If or the YouTube, YouTube comments. Discord. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah. If you piss anyone off in the YouTube comments, Sean's coming for you. Um, and me. I'll be seeing Dr. Strange later. We'll talk about that. Uh, not today, but all right trap sword we will see you on saturday at guys what time 10 15 a.m eastern wait for my coffee to cool around trap sword 15 minutes for my coffee to cool down all right guys au see ya dr strange i'm just waiting for kel for oh see you next week there we go